0: morning uh just from john the 19th chapter and i was looking at this thing this whole thing here this whole portion and it's very very interesting very interesting how you have pilot there and he's a governor a prefect he's a governor and got a whole history on this guy maybe another time we'll we'll get into pilot but he was a Proconsul's under the proconsul of the Roman government, and you know so he's put there, and the Jews can't stand this guy because you know they you know they took over the whole country and they start implementing all their laws and bringing in emperor worship and to a Jew that was just very intense, you know but you see the previous you, you see even the previous chapter in the eighteenth chapter. Of John when they came I think it's interesting when they came to get Jesus because G- Judas is leading him leading them to where to where Jesus was and even in, uh, in John the 18th chapter you know they, they they are coming and then in the fourth verse of John 18 Jesus said Jesus he went right into them and said who do you seek and they answered him and said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said unto them, listen, this is what he said, I am. And that's going way back to Exodus 3 and verse 14. That's John, uh, this John 8, uh, 28 and 29. Before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> he was really, in his humanity, he was really afraid to reveal his, his deity. <laughs> no, <laughs> he said, I am and Judas also which betrayed him stood with them and as soon as he had said unto them this is interesting as soon as he said unto them i am they went backward and fell to the ground i mean he's just speaking i am back they go right? <laughs> And then then Jesus asked them again, who do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus answered and he said, I said unto you, I am. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. Okay, then we get to John the 19th chapter and then you look at John 19 and here here, here is Jesus. So when it says in John 10, And we got to understand these. When it it says in John the 10th chapter, in verse, here we are here, in John 10, verse 17, it says, Therefore does my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Verse 18, no man takes it from me. And that was revealed in the 18th chapter in the 6th verse. You're not taking me. I am giving myself over to you. <laughs> it's very interesting. But I lay it down of myself. I have power. Notice, and that's that word. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. And that's going way back in Acts 2.23 of the determinate counsel and foreknowledge between the Trinity, So when we get back to John, the 19th chapter, after reading some some in the 18th, in verse uh, verse 1 of John 19, it says, Then Pilate, and they're rejecting him, the Jews who hate Pilate. They can't stand him, the Jews. They can't stand uh, the, the Roman government and what they stand for with emperor worship and every other thing taking over them. And Pilate's asking them, and what does he say? You know, what's he say in verse 37? It says, Pilate therefore said unto him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you said that I am. I, You said I'm a king. And to this end was I born. And for this cause, cause came I into the world. And we know the cause is his love, right? Love entered in to the midst midst of, of, the, of Satan's kingdom of darkness. Came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Except Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. That's us. Everyone that's, that's of the truth of Christ hears his voice. That's John 10, verse uh, 3, verse 14. Very interesting. He just went by, by. He just left. Uh, verse 21. He got juiced up. Verse 21 and, and uh, 26 and 27. All those that hear his voice. It's very interesting. And what do we hear? Whenever we hear his voice, what do we hear? We're more than conquerors. Why? Because he's given us himself. That means he's given us the measure of himself. We have all power. That, that simply means we don't have to sin. First John 2, 1 and 2. We, none of us have to sin. We do not have to sin. It's a choice. So it's in the will. And we're going to see just quickly this morning. We're going to see how the will and the conscience work together. It's the same way when Mike was revealing in Luke 22, 31 and 32, he was revealing will and conscience there to Peter. He was revealing things to him. And when I go by my will, do I experience a conscience that's cleansed? Do I? And we do have that, a cleansed conscience. We see that in Hebrews 10, 1 and 2. And we see it in the purity of a, the purity in that conscience in Titus 1 and verse 15 now experientially, I can either experience a pure conscience when my will is submitted to all power to Christ in me as an individual, or I experience the conscience being what defiled. Now, Emma, is my conscience defiled in my position? No. How about my experience? That goes into, of course, in, in, in Leviticus 11:44 and 45, and First 1 Peter 1:15 1, and 16. I am holy, so therefore be you holy. And that means in our experience. That's experiencing growth and maturity in 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. So here we see, here we see Pilate in verse 38 of John 18 says, said unto him, what is truth? We know that it's not so much a question of what is truth, it's who is truth. And of course we know, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am. Here's that I am again. I am. What? What does it say? The way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That's John 14, 6. So Peter said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find no fault in him. I find no fault in him. There isn't any. 39, but you, now here's the but. Here's the but. And he's using the Jews for his own sake not to do what even his conscience was telling him the truth was. Phew, so intense. But you have a custom. But, there's the but. And there's where all the excuses because we know in John 15, 22, when Christ came, he did away with every excuse under the, for any of us in any area of our life in Christ. Who do we have? We, are we kept by the power of God in 1 Peter 1, 5? Is Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God in 1 Corinthians 1, 24? He is. There's no excuse. We have all power. We do. It's a choice, though. It's a choice. There's no excuse, there's no blame game, there's nothing. We don't have any excuse, none of us. Neither did Pilate. So he said, now, but you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? He knows it, but he still, has he given over to it? To him that knows to do good, in James 4 and verse 17, and does it not, to him it is what? Listen, did we even know that in an unsaved state in certain areas? Of course we did. You know why? Because in Romans two fourteen and 15, we had a conscience that even when we didn't have the word, we knew what was right or wrong. We just did. We just didn't choose right. Our conscience was condemned because the will wasn't submitted. And so here we see it here. You have a custom. I should release it. Okay. The king of the Jews. Then verse 40. Then cried they all again. They all cried. All of Pharisees who, and Sadducees who hated each other became, but became one. And the Essenes. They all hated each other but became one. They all cried out again saying what? Not this man. Not this man. They're in an unsafe state. And where do you suppose they got that statement from? Not this man. Who are they functioning under if it's not God, if it's not Christ? They're functioning under Satan. That was Ezekiel 28 verse 15. He was perfect in all his ways of obedience in an exchange of of, functioning in love through obedience until iniquity, his own will, refusing to, to get right, was found in him. They're all functioning unto him. You know what? Listen, it's no different from us. And we've said and we've been taught through the word what's the difference between the unsaved state, the unsaved world, and the flesh that's in us that we're not of? In Romans 8 9, what's the difference? There isn't any. Because every single time when we function in the flesh, what are we going to say? When we refuse to obey, what is it? Not this man. Nope. Not this area. Yeah, I know, I know, he should be, and he is all power for this area, but no, not this area. This area is for myself, and I'll use others to keep it, just like Pilate. Well, they all cried again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas, give us a robber and a thief, Give us a robber and a thief in place of Christ. Because in the place of Christ, who is it? In John 10, 10a, who is it? It's the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, but separated from that, and that's the will and a purified conscience, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Jesus. And the soldiers plated a crown of thorns and put it on his head and they put on a purple robe and then they're mocking. And who are they functioning under right now? They're functioning under Satan, aren't they? Because all behavior is caused and with every cause there's an effect. You see, you can't change the cause of God's love for us positionally. But boy, that's where he goes after the experience. And they mocked him. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. What's he doing? He's playing the blame game. He's using them to stay in the place where he knows he shouldn't be, but he he, he prefers it over Christ. I'm going to tell you, honestly, that's the flesh that's in us every single time. And what we say, and we might as well just be honest about it, is not this man. No. I want you to be Lord here. I want your help here. I need you here, but this area, I don't. And I don't want you. He said, I find, he said, I find no fault in him. I don't. But I don't want to be responsible for my own bad decisions. So here, what do you think? What do you want me to do? Then Jesus came forth wearing the crown of thorns, the purple robe, and Pilate said unto him, Behold the man! When the chief priests, all those Pharisees, all those Pharisees, therefore an officer saw him, they cried out saying what? Crucify him, crucify, get rid of him. Not this man, that's the flesh, every single time. I don't want him, crucify him. Get him out. Get him out. I don't want him in this area. Crucify him. Crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Then you take him and crucify him. For I find no fault in him. <laughs> Jesus answered him. We have the Jews answered him and said, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Did he? Did Jesus in his humanity make himself the Son of God? The last I, I, I saw was in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, what? Begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have eternal life. We know in Luke 1, verse 35, see that was God the Father and the Son agreeing with him because they're both one in John ten thirty. And then the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, overshadowed the Virgin Mary. And said, that one that will be born of you is from the highest. That's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit agreeing on the humanity of Jesus Christ. So in his own humanity, did he choose to be, choose that? Apart from God? No. 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 Because he made himself the Son of God? Oh my God. You know, it's either Christ in us, the Son of God, in purity... Or we make ourselves something in place of him. And boy, I'll tell you, boy, I don't want that. That'll enter into preaching and teaching and everything. It enters into all of that. And God forbid, and he does. When Pilate therefore, in in 19 verse 8 of John, heard that saying, he was the more what? Afraid. Well, he'd lose his position. He would lose his reputation. He would lose what he desired more than Christ. He would lose it. You think he was using them? And they using him? And isn't that what flesh does with flesh? That's why it's never fellowship. It's always about Christ in 1 John 1, 1 through 3. And then he went up again. Went again up into the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. You know why? Because he knew, but he refused to do it. He knew. Pilate knew. Then said Pilate unto him, Speak you not unto me. You're not going to answer me when I when I ask you things. He's in the flesh. He's answering. Do we think for a moment when we're in the flesh that God's going to answer us? Like he has to answer us? Oh, my God. Don't you know you should answer me? Don't you know who I am? Know you not that I have power to crucify? Oh, did he really? Did he have power? I don't know. Romans 13, 1 says all the powers and powers there are authorities. That that be are ordained of God. God knew Pilate was going to do this. Now he didn't interfere with his will, he just used his will to accomplish his purpose. That I have power to crucify you, and I have power to release you. Did he have power in either case? Never. No. Because who has all power and is all power? That's why he said in Matthew 28:18. That's right. 1 Corinthians one twenty four again 1 Peter 1, five and John 10.17 and 18. He had power to lay himself down and to lift himself up again. Jesus answered and said you could have no power at all against me except it were given you from above. Think about that. mm mm-hmm. What Satan means for evil, what does God mean? For good. We'll close with this. And this is what is being taught to us in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. And this is what was, God gave to the Apostle Paul. Remember who the Apostle Paul was. His whole Christian life up until the age of 35, is what he thought was a, a godly life was not. He was killing the body of Christ and thinking he's doing God's service in John 16 and verse 2. He's Christ, the church's worst enemy. And we we'll see that in Acts the 8th chapter and the ninth chapter. Then he, then he receives Christ in Acts 9, 6, and 7 because no man can say, say the name of Christ in terms of submit, submitting to him a Savior except by the Spirit in 1 Corinthians twelve three. So we know he's born again there. Now, he's been given all this heavenly truth to us and here we have 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or of wisdom, of the flesh. By the way, I'm not coming to you like that. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. In other words, trying to declare unto you the testimony of God through the flesh, through pride. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He's coming to the Corinthians, right? They're born again. And I was with you in what? Weakness. That's right. Weakness. And in what? And in fear. Reverence towards God. There's reverence towards God, or there's absolute fear that has torment in 1 John 4 and verse 18. There's reverence. And then there's torturous fear that comes from the enemy. And that's colasis. Yeah, to interrupt with godly reverence, which brings us into an intimate relationship. And that word there is kolpon, the most intimate place that we could be. And that's Christ with his father and us with him. There's the difference between the words fear. But I was with you in reverence and in much trembling. And this goes into again Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, flesh, but in demonstration of the spirit holy spirit and of power and who's the power it's Christ that's why jesus said the flesh profits nothing in john 663 but the words that i speak unto you they are what spirit holy spirit and they are life christ colossians 3 and verse 4 that your faith your dependence should not be and that should be there stand should be as the better greek word is be should be in the not be in the wisdom of men but in the what power of god how be it we speak wisdom we speak wisdom listen among them that are complete in christ complete in christ yet not the wisdom of this, this world and of the prince of this world Pilate and all those, the, the fa- Pharisees, Sadducees, and the Essenes are all functioning under him in a religious sense, but not in a godly sense at all. Nor of the prince of this world, that come to naught. First John two seventeen. The world system will end with all of them. <laughs> but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Do you, you see? Everything in the flesh, when we function in it, is a mystery. I can't figure it out. Why am I here? Why this? Why that? Why all why? But no, it's spoken of God in a a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, the hidden, which God ordained before the, the world unto what? Our glory. Is there any glory in the flesh? Can the flesh glory? Yeah. Galatians 6, verse 14. But not in who we are in Christ. Look at verse 8. Which none of the princes, this demonic powers, over all these others in their human in their humanity, which the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of Glory. And then it goes into two nine, to sixteen. But as it is written, I is not seen. That's unsaved or flesh in a believer has not seen. We don't see clearly. Without submission. Nor ear heard, doesn't penetrate. And that speaks of submission and obedience. Neither is entered into the mind. Heart there, it says heart. The reason it says heart there is, is because we treasure up things in place of Christ. And that's Matthew 6, verse 21. Where your treasure is, there where you will be the va- what you value the most. There will your heart be also. And so that's what it says here. Has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for who? them that what? Love him. them that experience His love for him. And this is, this is uh, where God is, is bringing us to, and this has to do with Philippians 2:12 and 13 2:12 and 13, where it says, "Work out your own salvation. That's God's whole plan for us in Christ. every bit of it. Work out your own salvation. What, with what? With a reverence. So what is worked out in me? Is it fear? Torture? Is it kalesis? Or is it a reverence for him? Work out your own salvation with a reverence. That's a godly fear. Stand in awe. What is it? 4-3 three, or 3-4 three, of Psalm? I think it's 3-4. But Sometimes I confuse them. <laughs> Stand in awe, it says, and sin not. Okay. So is that what it is? Work out your own salvation with a reverence. If that's experience. So working it out, that means working out in my experience through submission of the will and not functioning in a defiled conscience what's already been worked out about me positionally. Work out your own salvation. That's what we do individually. With a reverence and trembling. Why? For it is God which works in you both to will and to do, notice to do, of his good pleasure. And that's Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And so, Father, thank you for the word this morning. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you for the portions this morning. And thank you so much for your loving counsel. Thank you that even though the flesh is in us, we're not of it. Thank you, Lord. In Romans 8, 9. Yes, it's in us. Romans 8, 4 through 9. It's in us, but we're not of it anymore. And when we function in the flesh, we don't receive the love that's conquered everything about us. But thank you that we're growing and that you use the flesh, what Satan meant for evil, for good, to bring us to the end in every single area of helplessness and hopelessness. A true place where you will minister to us is a place of weak. And let the weak say in Joel 3.10 and 2 Corinthians 12.9, I am strong in the power That's in Christ, who's in me. In Jesus' name, amen.